chocolate. It's sweet, it's tasty, we desire it and crave it. It is a food that brings immense pleasure and enjoyment. And in case you were looking for any more valid reasons to eat it, scientific research now confirms that it can be good for you. In today's podcast, you'll learn about the heart, exercise, and brain health benefits of chocolate. Welcome to the Thinking Nutrition Podcast. My name is Tim Crow, and I'm a career researcher, educator, and science communicator with most of this spent in the field of nutrition. How do you make sense of so much conflicting information in the field of nutrition? While I don't profess to have all the answers in an area that is continually changing as research changes, you can count on what is covered in this podcast to be based on the whole field of nutrition science, not just selective areas that support a particular way of thinking. And this podcast will always be free from any commercial product tie-ins, endorsements, or advertisements. Just credible nutrition science presented in plain and simple language, and then translating this into what it means for your health. So on with today's show. The history of chocolate dates back thousands of years. Chocolate is made from cocoa beans, which grow on cacao trees. The cocoa bean is roasted and ground to make cocoa liquor, which has a fat content of around 50% in the form of cocoa butter. The cocoa butter can be removed, which leaves behind the solid cocoa powder. Milk chocolate has milk and sugar added to a blend of cocoa powder and cocoa butter, but has less cocoa content than dark chocolate. Dark chocolate has typically two to three times more cocoa powder than milk chocolate, which is why it is dark, but it doesn't contain any milk solids and typically has less sugar added to it than milk chocolate. The cocoa content of dark chocolate can range from 30% up to well into the 90% range, if you like that level of bitterness. Then there is white chocolate. And as tasty and sweet as it is, it isn't really chocolate, as it only uses cocoa butter. A lot of sugar and contains no cocoa powder. While chocolate is a good source of protein, magnesium, calcium and potassium, and some vitamins, such as riboflavin and vitamin E, these are nutrients we can easily get from other foods. It is really dark chocolate that is the star of the show, when we're looking at health benefits of chocolate. Dark chocolate is a rich source of flavanols, in particular substances called catechin and epicatechin, which are potent antioxidants and which can also have favorable effects on the heart and blood vessels. It is the cocoa content of chocolate that is the source of these flavanols, so dark chocolate will contain much more flavanols than milk chocolate. But Apples, grapes, red wine, and tea are also rich sources of these flavanols. Dark chocolate has been shown to lower blood pressure, decrease oxidation of the more harmful LDL cholesterol, improve blood flow by causing relaxation of the muscles lining blood vessel walls, and even improve the action of insulin. Longer term, there is also evidence that people who are regular eaters of cocoa-containing foods have lower rates of cardiovascular disease. Yes, chocolate can be healthy for you. 
Because compounds in dark chocolate appear to be highly protective against the oxidation of LDL cholesterol, this could translate into much less cholesterol lodging in the arteries, resulting in a lower risk of heart disease. Oxidized LDL means that the LDL cholesterol has reacted with free radicals. This makes the LDL particle itself reactive and capable of damaging other tissues, such as the lining of the arteries in your heart. Coca contains an abundance of powerful antioxidants that do make it into the bloodstream and protect lipoproteins like LDL cholesterol from oxidative damage. Dark chocolate can also reduce insulin resistance, which is another common risk factor for many diseases like heart disease and diabetes. In fact, several long-term observational studies indeed show the benefits of regular chocolate consumption. With a 2019 meta-analysis involving 23 studies and over 400,000 participants finding lower rates of heart failure, stroke, heart attack, and coronary heart disease in regular eaters of chocolate, with benefits seen with up to 100 grams of chocolate consumption per week. And I'll link to this study in the show notes. But of course, observational studies can't prove that it was the chocolate that reduced the risk of disease here. But since the known mechanism of lowered blood pressure and less oxidized LDL cholesterol is known to happen with chocolate eating, it is plausible that regularly eating dark chocolate may reduce the risk of heart disease. Now, a healthy serving of dark chocolate is considered 25 grams two to three times a week. For heart health benefits from eating dark chocolate, even one square of dark chocolate a day can give some benefit. With chocolate, the best advice is to always go for quality over quantity and include some dark chocolate for variety. But not all dark chocolate is equal. The benefits come from the coca, and many dark chocolates don't contain enough flavanols to give you any real effect. To get the benefits, stick to the bitter, darker varieties with a cocoa solid content of 70% or higher. But could chocolate have additional health benefits apart from on your heart? Far from being just an antioxidant, flavanols can improve blood flow, reduce oxygen cost, improve insulin sensitivity, and improve immune responsiveness. It helps achieve this through increased bioavailability and bioactivity of the chemical nitric oxide. The potential benefits from flavanols on nitric oxide production tick many of the boxes that athletes are looking for when it comes to improving performance. Most of the research on dark chocolate has looked at the cardiovascular health in people with pre-existing medical condition, such as diabetes. There has only been a limited focus put on exercise performance in a healthier, sporty population. So, putting dark chocolate to the exercise supplement test, nine moderately trained male participants volunteered to undertake a series of baseline tests, looking at their maximal oxygen uptake, called VO2 max, as well as lung gas exchange measures, and a two-minute exercise bike time trial performance. They then performed each trial two weeks apart 
under conditions of either consuming daily 40 grams of dark or white chocolate. And the white chocolate, of course, contains no polyphenols. And I'll link to this study in the show notes. So what happened? Dark chocolate consumption improved time trial performance relative to both the baseline conditions and the white chocolate consumption conditions. This equated to a 17% greater distance covered when eating dark chocolate compared to the start of the experiment, as well as 13% more distance covered compared to eating white chocolate. There was also a significant 6% improvement in VO2 max under the dark chocolate eating conditions compared to the baseline timing. The same 6% improvement was also seen when dark chocolate was eaten compared to white chocolate conditions, but this didn't reach the level of statistical significance. There were no statistical differences in blood lactate, heart rate, or blood pressure between the two different experimental conditions, but dark chocolate showed a trend for improving many of these measures. Now keep in mind with this study that the taste of dark chocolate is quite distinct, so it was not possible to completely blind the participants to what food they were eating. So some placebo effect could have played a role if participants expected the dark chocolate to have a benefit. Now this was only a small study, but as far as proof of concept goes, it certainly gives a green light to more research in this area. And when you put in context that all that is being used is a small amount of dark chocolate, then there appears little harm in athletes jumping the gun early and trialing it for themselves. And then there is the role that chocolate could play in our brain. The chemicals found in chocolate promote the release of the feel-good hormone serotonin, which may be one reason to explain its desirability. Many people report cravings for chocolate, and far from being a true drug effect, actually comes from its unique smell, taste, and texture, which few other foods have. So your chocolate craving is real. In fact, a recent randomized controlled trial published only two weeks ago showed that people eating a high polyphenol diet that included 50 grams of 70% dark chocolate each day for four weeks showed fewer symptoms of depression and improved mental health compared to when they weren't eating the dark chocolate. And I'll link to this study in the show notes. And no, this study wasn't funded by the chocolate industry, even though they did use off-the-shelf lint chocolate. But a lot of chocolate research has been sponsored by the chocolate industry. Now, this in no way means the results are fraudulent or can't be trusted, but industry-sponsored research is far more likely to show a favorable result in published studies because, firstly, industry is more likely to fund research that has a good chance of giving a positive finding, And secondly, some researchers may be disallowed from publishing research that gives a negative finding. So it is possible that other flavanol-containing foods could be just as potent, if not more potent, than dark chocolate. But the research dollars may just not be there to drive this research agenda, if we're talking about humble fruit and vegetable growers, for example. Although, what would you rather read more in a newspaper headline? Scientists discover chocolate is healthy for you, or scientists discover 
cabbage is good for you. I rest my case. So there is a lot of interest in how flavonols can help the brain work. As we age, the body does not perform as well as it did in our youth. Declining brain function, which is termed cognitive impairment, is probably the most concerning health problem facing an aging population. Having regular senior moments of forgetfulness is the first stage of mild cognitive impairment, which, if it progresses, can lead to dementia. So now researchers are looking at how chocolate may give a brain boost in people with failing brain function. Randomly assigned to consume one of three different hot chocolate coca beverages containing either low, medium or high amounts of flavanols, 90 people with mild cognitive impairment took part in an eight-week study. And a link to the study in the show notes. A battery of four different validated and robust measures of mental performance were undertaken over the study time period. Three of the cognitive tests showed a statistically significant improvement in mental performance under the conditions of higher amounts of flavanols consumed, and the fourth test was heading in the right direction. Validating the known metabolic actions of flavanols, improvements were seen in insulin resistance, blood pressure, and lipid oxidation in people in the high and medium flavanol consumption groups. And all three of these metabolic factors are linked to the risk of dementia. So boosting flavanol consumption could be a tasty and effective way of managing cognitive decline with age. While we wait for larger types of studies to be carried out for longer periods, Enjoying a cup of hot chocolate and other rich flavanol-containing foods may make the waiting worthwhile. But just a word of warning to dog lovers here. Chocolate contains the natural chemical theobromine, which is a stimulant found in the coca bean. Theobromine, along with the caffeine, increases urination and affects the central nervous system as well as heart muscle. Theobromine poses no real health issues for us humans, and even if it did, it's doubtful people would stop eating chocolate. But for dogs, it's potentially poisonous and can trigger vomiting, nausea, increased urination, and diarrhea. So keep chocolate away from your dog and have it all for yourself instead. Chocolate is a food that brings immense pleasure and enjoyment, and certainly can be a part of any person's diet. While true health benefits likely only lie in the dark variety of chocolate, and here, go for quality dark chocolate with 70% or higher cocoa content, the active ingredient in dark chocolate can equally be found in fruits, vegetables, and tea. So think of dark chocolate as something to add to a healthy diet, not to be the central theme of your diet. So that's it for today's show. You can find the show notes either in the app you're listening to this podcast on if it supports it or else head over to my webpage at thinkingnutrition.com.au and click on the podcast section to find this episode to read the show notes. If you find this podcast of value, then please consider sharing it with your friends and colleagues or maybe even leave a review. This all helps increase the ranking and reach of the podcast, which means a big win for credible evidence-based nutrition messages while helping to dilute out the crazy and making the world a slightly less confusing place. I'm Tim Crow, 
and you've been listening to Thinking Nutrition. Thank you.